0: welcome to the geek, to geek podcast where you ask and we answer i'm void and i'm here with my co-host beij answers <laughs> today we're talking about uh a bunch of things it's a q a episode where we've been prompting you for questions and we try to do this once a year around thanksgiving ish so it's time there's a lot so i'm not gonna dawdle here we got to get into it but there are a lot y'all thank right you before we do i gotta say um Thank you to everybody who sent in questions. I didn't do as good of a job this year keeping the questions with the people, so I'm just going to thank everyone up front. Uh, Our podcaster at large, Rob, who was previously on the Comic Box. Thank you. You sent in a bunch. Um, Ryan Fitzgerald, Shadow Master, Ken Murray, Matt, Data Error, Ninja Boy 333, Troidal Power, Capsule J, and anyone else that I may have grabbed your question and forgot to grab your name, I apologize, but thank you very much. Okay, let's get into our uh, rapid fire questions because we have a bunch of those up front because we got a lot of questions this year. So I think I'm going to read, I'm going to give my answer, and then you're going to go. We're going to make this work because we have a bunch to get through. Let's do this. It's like speed dating except for nerds. Yes. Okay, that's the episode title now. What little known comic (laughs) should get a live action show on one of those streaming services? I think it should be Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane because those are comics that focus on her perspective in high school, and I think it would be amazing to see as a show.
1: Oh, I still need to read those Um, mine would be Rising Stars by J. Michael Straczynski Uh, it's my all time favorite comic and the story would be fantastic on a premium network Uh, if one generation of superheroes existed never before never after sweet such a good show that would be a good show Uh,
0: what company product or property etc would you like to see as its own streaming service would you just choose Star Wars all the time and hey honestly yes you nailed it you got it in one I would choose Star Wars for sure but as it is I'm perfectly happy with them wrapping that into the like whole disney streaming service
1: yeah i mean disney is kind of the one that does it for me if i could pick one it'd be like generally old cartoons i had watched when i was a kid so generally the uh the disney afternoon stuff but like other than that it was like the 80s cartoon extravaganza where i could just like watch all the stuff from my childhood like my little pony brave star rainbow bright wuzzles things like that all the time (laughs) nice
0: uh what's the coolest lightsaber I think that I would probably pick something from like the old canon expanded universe just cuz I there's so many there to choose from but I was trying to narrow it down so if I had to pick something that's currently in canon with the new canon I would have to pick Ahsoka's like I love that her lightsabers became like white and gray after she left the Jedi order and became more of like a neutral gray force user and I also love that she dual wields and the lightsabers are two different lengths so it's kind of like a unique thing in the universe it's not just a normal lightsaber
1: and I always like the hilt on Mace Windu's um, and that and the hilt from Obi-Wan's in episode one and two that uh, Ewan McGregor getting to pick out his lightsaber was one of the best stories I've heard. Like they had this case and opened it up so I've always just loved that one because he nerded out really hard about getting it and uh, I have the replica of the Mace Windu one and I mean it sounds super nerdy but it just feels good to hold so that's my (laughs) favorite one. That's sweet. Um, If you could own one screen used movie prop what
0: would it be? For me it would be Ray's light from the Force Awakens I think that'd be so cool
1: oh my Willy Wonka uh, suit that Gene Wilder wore. <laughs> that's a good would one I love it I would so own that thing if you could visit one movie set past or present what would it be
0: um, I'm gonna go back to the Force Awakens I think they faced a huge challenge bringing back Star Wars and they just nailed it like that movie is what it needed to be and that is an almost insurmountable challenge that they overcame I want to be a fly on the wall for that entire filmmaking process
1: oh that's that's a good one uh for me jurassic park i just want to see all of those dinosaurs because they had so much animatronic on they had so many animatronics that i just want to see all of those dinosaurs
0: (laughs) that's a good one um you're writing star wars episode nine go uh I would make them realize that the Jedi and the Sith are both extremist organizations, so they end up getting rid of both the Jedi Order and the Sith, which frees up the universe to tackle stories that aren't simply black and white and can get into things that aren't just good guy versus bad guy.
1: Okay, so for me, I would say that Rey would go around collecting all of those Force-sensitive children that it showed in The Last Jedi to keep them from joining up with the Knights of Ren, and while she's doing that, she's studying the old Jedi tomes. Uh, The Resistance is making a final push against the First Order, and they manage to find that they're good people. People still within that organization, and they start working toward peace instead of a coup or an attack. And it would end with Kylo Ren being kind of a second teacher to the kids that Rey is gathering up, uh, but it wouldn't be a Jedi order. It would be like a new Force order where both sides could be balanced, which would also tie into the First Order and the Resistance actually working together in a balance, too. Interesting. Um, That's what I would do.
0: Yeah, nice. Uh, you're writing the next Star Wars story. Go. Um, I'm going to do something similar. I would make the setting about Gray Force users, but I would put it in the unknown regions and try something really different because Star Wars universe is so expansive and they just keep coming back to this black and white good versus evil, empire versus rebellion thing. They need to get away from it because the universe could be so much more than that.
1: Yeah, and for me, I don't know what it would actually be, what the story would be, but I'd probably go back in time to look at the old Republic stuff and try to develop a realistic foundation as to why the core world's culture progressed to the point where it was able to be toppled like it was thousands of years later. Like, I want to go back and look at the politics of it, kind of like he wanted to initially with Dune and failed. Ooh, interesting. Um, You're recreating the TGIF lineup with modern remakes. Go.
0: Um, No, I refuse. I'm not (laughs) going to do this. It was of its time, and any attempt to
1: replicate it is doomed. I kind of think they're doing this already, like with Sabrina and Fuller House, Uh, but like if I had to, if I had my druthers, it would be something like Fuller House, Punky Brewster, and Night Court. It was like, dear, I love those shows. Wow. Okay.
0: Um, you get to make a single new or remake season of any cartoon. Um, I would make a remake. Okay, I I really had to think about this one, but I think I would remake the Pokemon TV show from the ground up with an adult audience in mind. I would love Uh, to see what Pokemon looks like from the perspective of adults instead of
1: kids. Maybe we'll get that with Detective Pikachu. Uh, I doubt it. Eh, Hope. Uh, For me, if I had a new season, it would be Gravity Falls, and if I had a remake, it would be Darkwing Duck. Those are both good. Um, Who would win in a lightsaber fight between the two of us? I
0: say, that this is a good question, I say that you would probably win unless I had time to plan beforehand, because then I would probably do something underhanded that completely goes around the lightsaber duel,
1: and then I would kill you in a different way. Oh yeah, and I, if it were legit to the death, then I would cheat so hard there's no way to tell. <laughs> like, if we're both going to be that underhanded, it would be like, th- th- We th- that would be a fight for that would be like han solo fighting mal reynolds i was i'm like there would that would be the worst like there would be no lightsabers we would just be like elaborate uh plans to kill each other like we, they would never get ignited if we both knew right. that we would have to die yeah, yeah. i agree uh but who would win in a rap battle between
0: you two uh i feel like we would somehow both lose in this instance <laughs> this unless unless you're holding onto a skill set and hiding it that i do not know
1: about i just think we would both lose i I i still think you would actually win because i'm absolutely terrible at like freestyle rapping i'm not good at coming up with that kind of of poetry on and rhyming and things making sense i can't write songs that make any kind of sense in a on the fly. So I think okay. you might actually win on that.
0: Uh, who would win a jump rope competition between you two? Uh, I think you would. I'm pretty sure. Well
1: my response on this is LOL okay. Like why? I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're just like more physically fit
0: and like into working out and exercising than I am. I feel like you're you're more serious about it and you're probably just better like in shape to do it
1: that's fair i would like to do that when we get to finally meet each other in person we have to have a jump rope competition
0: okay we can do that we can make that happen um which ip needs a new cereal so first of all i don't think any ip needs cereal but i would love to see (laughs) them i'm just saying i would love to see them try something that's totally like m or r rated and just see what happens if they turn into a cereal so something maybe like game of thrones like yeah i think i'm going
1: to game of thrones <laughs> man that would be hilarious um mine would be kingdom hearts like think of all the marshmallow shapes you could get from that oh there's so many that's okay that's a
0: good pull too um have you guys had any luck finding anime or anime-esque media that you guys actually enjoyed this year so for me um the dragon prince is really the main thing i found this year and then i've actually rewatched your name which is just a movie it's i mean it's an anime movie but i've rewatched that a few times this year even though i found it last year i Really like that. That's probably my f- single favorite like anime thing ever.
1: I've still got to watch that. It's still on my list. Um, this year it's been I'm you know, I started the new Voltron I talked about last week, and it's anime ish uh, based on an old anime. And I like watched a lot of Sword Art Online that I really liked, and I watched a bit of Big Hero Academia, which was cool, but it wasn't really my thing. So some I'm opening up to it more. Okay, that's good. Um, how do you know if you're a geek
0: or just pretending to be one? And this is kind of like, this was a deep question, and I almost wrote out like a whole thing. And then I, I think I came back to a more simple answer. So I think that everyone is a geek at something or for something. It's more about finding like what you geek out about and less about actually worrying about the label of geek and what it kind of used to mean and what it would stereotypically mean. I think like every single person on the planet is a geek for something or another thing.
1: Yeah, and for me, I don't ever like labeling something or someone as a, a fake geek or someone pretending to be a geek. It's like you said, I mean, somebody's gonna geek out about something and it's like saying someone is pretending to be an athlete. I mean, sure, there are a lot of people who dedicate, dedicate themselves to it. Um, I mean, there, there are professional players, all this. But if you get out there and sweat, you're an athlete. And it's the same for geeks. You can get hardcore into whatever it is, and you want to talk about it with people and buy all the stuff for it and join message boards for it. I mean, it doesn't matter if that's outside of your normal spheres of interest. You are geeking out about that. Well said. Yep. Um, have you guys ever looked into
0: a lit RPG book subgenre? And if so, which books? Um, any opinions on these books or the subgenre in general. So yeah for me uh, I've looked into it and I tried a couple but none of them have clicked yet and I've kind of bounced off of everyone I honestly I don't even remember which ones I've tried because I bounce off them pretty fast But I'm open to it and I'm gonna keep my eye out going forward If I ever do run into one that hooks me, I'll definitely talk about it on the podcast
1: uh, I refuse to uh, partly because for the last like five years I have had a couple of novels and series planned out that uh, before this was a thing and I hadn't written them and before lit RPG was even a term and I called it gamer punk and I still think that's better and I never wrote it and then all of this stuff has come out become popular and now I just be another me too so I'm being kind of childish about it and y'all ain't gonna ever hear my stories <laughs> I and didn't. I won't read it either because I'm like no Mm-mm. like I'm straight up being childish about it. Wow nope. I, I actually like your term a lot better. That's that's way better than lit RPG. Yeah, it's way better yeah. and uh, there was nothing called and then I didn't write it and it's like alright fine I could have made a million dollars or no. like
0: drag 300. your feet. Um, What books did you guys geek out to as kids? Uh, the question asked, you just finished reading Animorphs and realized that they've been, between that and Ender's Game, they were a sci-fi geek way earlier in life than they realized. So for me, uh, it was a lot of Star Wars. I've read like almost all of the old expanded universe novels and if you guys know how many that is, it's a lot. It's a lot of books. And I started uh-huh. when I was a kid. They had like kid um, subsections of it or like kid series within that and that's kind of where I got started and then I just never started stopped doing that so um also just a lot of other fantasy and sci-fi and um you know no specific series that stands out in my mind for me it was a wrinkle in
1: time like that entire series i loved like i would go search i could not find uh, a wind through the door or a swiftly tilting planet in any of the local bookstores And it was before the 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 internet so i actually geeked out about these books because i could not find them and i wanted to see them and bookstores couldn't order them for me for some reason and so i really wanted them you know i read a lot of the old star wars books and then collecting the goosebumps books uh that was those were pretty much the main ones for me and i I just found out like last weekend that there's a second quadrilogy for wrinkle and time books and i didn't know it until like last weekend and i'm gonna read all of them soon wow okay
0: um that wraps up the rapid fire section so we have some non-rapid fire questions in here too um how do does void oh that's me how do i find time (laughs) to get through so much stuff while having kids I, i wrote a lot i'm gonna try to get through this really quick um So the first thing is don't be afraid to put things down as soon as you stop enjoying them. Enjoying might not mean like you're having fun, but you're getting something out of them, right? As long as you're getting something out of it, as soon as you stop getting something out of it, don't be afraid to put it down and move on to the next thing. I also purposely cut back on a bunch of things that, in my life that i just don't think we're like adding meaningfully to my life so i don't really watch a lot of tv um a lot of people have it as like a constant thing they do every night and sometimes i just go months between watching anything at all that could be considered a tv show part of that is because i worked in tv too so i've had my fill of it as like a career but (laughs) it's also just not something that's like my default ever ever um I also don't do a lot of social media. I am cut Facebook out of my life completely a few years ago, and I've kind of avoided Instagram on purpose. And, you know, I've been trying to wean myself off Twitter more and more. I'm never going to go away from Twitter entirely, but, like, more in the last few months, I'm just trying to, like, pull back how much I spend there in terms of my time. And I'm also trying to cut back on Reddit, since that's a hole you can lose yourself down easily. Um, Again, not one that I ever want to cut out completely, but just kind of cutting back and staying more, you know, everything in moderation. And, you know, I haven't cut out any of those out of my life completely, except Facebook, but I've cut all of them way back, and it get frees up some time for other things. I also try to respect my own free time a lot more because I have so much less of it than I used to. Um, between my job getting more intense as I make career progress and having kids and being married, there are weeks where I barely have any free time at all. So I have to find more and more ways to optimize my free time, which sounds counterintuitive—that you're going to spend like productive time optimizing free time—but it. It made a big difference once I started approaching it that way. Um, You know, I used to sleep less to make it work, but I'm trying harder to change sleep habits and actually like respect the sleep that I need to get. So after having kids, you kind of learn how you can get by on almost no sleep. Um, But, you know, like when they were babies and you get by on almost nothing, I kind of figured out finally the right amount for me is probably on a weeknight is somewhere between like six and a half to seven hours. I'm not going to say that I'm perfect at getting it. I probably get somewhere between five and six most nights. But, you know, I know that like if I'm feeling off, I got to go to bed like slightly earlier and actually try to get that seven hours of sleep because it makes a big difference. Also, I put a bunch of processes in place to help me optimize my free time again there's a whole episode up that we did about this and it's probably like a year and a half two years old at this point if you want an hour and a half of this go listen to that but um some things that i put in place like i sample a lot of things with the knowledge that i probably won't buy into it and give it a ton of time but i'm just kind of like doing a cursory glance at it um i keep lists of things to do and that helps me a lot so i have different lists for different activities so like reading is one you know watching shows and movies is a different one video games is another one things like that keep them all in sync on Wonderlist so I always have access to them and I can always just update them if I have a thought off the top of my head and I try to only have one game one book and sometimes like one movie or tv show going at a time I don't do like more than one at a time in general I mean there's always exceptions but for the most part it helps me focus and it helps me like make progress in them to finish instead of having a million things that are just sitting around unfinished even though I started them and then um, I found that there's a lot of time in my daily routine where I can have like one headphone in while doing other stuff so whether that's like at work at my desk or um, around the house just doing housework and chores or making food for the kids or whatever picking up the house every night you know i can listen to a lot of podcasts and audiobooks which helps and then um overall if you take anything away from this tangent of mine um, seriously just don't be afraid to like abandon activities in your free time as soon as you stop getting something out of them that's the biggest thing that can make a difference when i started giving myself permission to do that because i used to feel like i really needed to finish things and that's not true that's like a self-imposed thing but i feel like a lot of people run into that um, give yourself permission to not do that so it changed how much i enjoy my free time and how much i get done and get through in my free time so that's that's the biggest thing BJ just made a note in here that the episode, if you do want to listen to kind of the whole system that I have laid out and why I do what I do, um, it's season one, episode seven. It's called the backlog episode, which is good
1: okay actually it's called tackling your video game backlogs. oh thank you but uh, it's the seventh episode of the show ever so season one episode seven wow okay um
0: yeah another question directed at me uh i'm curious about void's three headphone system please explain (laughs) so (laughs) i have uh headphones for work so these are headphones i use every day right it's headphones for work i have Uh, A couple sets around the house, so I use around the house, and then those would be my three. So the headphones for work, and then I have like a set of headphones upstairs, a set of headphones downstairs around the house. And then um, I have different headphones for recording the podcast and different headphones for editing and mixing the podcast. So really, I have like five or six different ones stashed around,
1: but this is why i Wait. What? Wait, so you have different headphones for editing the podcast than the ones you're wearing right now when we record it? Absolutely. Yes, 100%. I did not know that. That is awesome. What's the difference? When you finish this one, what's the difference in your recording and editing headphones? Um, When I record, I uh, so the ones that I record with
0: are more like uh, what I would think of as like a studio headphone that like go over the ear, but they also isolate right. the noise better to keep it away from the microphone. And it's, it's more about like um, getting it done while producing better audio. And when I listen to the edit and I do the mix, I listen on headphones that like would be more typically worn as like earbuds like things that people are generally out and about because oh. i like to listen to it in
1: the format that other people are going to be listening to it does that make sense that makes perfect sense okay yeah. it was actually the opposite of what i expected i expected you listening to me being a lot more like oh who cares and then when you're going through the editing process that it would be yeah uh need more specialized uh like features that uh, no nope, other so, way shows what i
0: know yeah yeah i learned that one back when i was doing video editing um the more that you can get like your when you're editing something the closer you can be to what the end user is going to see the better off you're going to be so that's kind of what i aim for when i'm doing audio editing um okay back to questions for both of us um what are some green flags for you that signal right away that you want to stick with a game show book movie etc whatever so i have a couple different ones in here um one is like when i'm not sure how i feel about something it's a good sign that doesn't mean that i want to necessarily dig in all the way but if i'm not sure how i feel about it it's a good sign that i should spend more time with it at least so that's a green flag for me yeah um another one is like if i'm super excited to talk about something with other people like other friends that are also into that thing that's a really good sign that i should invest some time into it and then um like a big general one is that if I can be engaged with something and not be tempted to check my phone, like that's probably the biggest green flag for me if I'm really fully engrossed in something that I'm not even thinking about checking my phone. Um, It's a test that very few pieces of entertainment actually pass, but when they do, it's a fantastic sign for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way on that one. Like if I don't want to do something else while I'm watching it, even a little, then that means that I'm going to stick with it for the long haul. Um, Other Wise, like if the characters or the plot really makes me want to know more about the world in like the first episode or the first chapter where I really start thinking I start thinking about the history or the relationships, that's a really good green flag for me. And like in games, if I enjoy the tutorial section, like, because generally they're so boring and so limited that they're like, Oh, I just want to get this over with. If I have a good time, like a Spider-Man PS4 game, for instance, it's like, if I'm having fun and they make me giggle, like flying around a Spider-Man did, it's like, I'm going to stick with this game. It's like, this is a good game. If you can make instructional play fun. Um, and then if I leave, even if I don't think I like it, if I think about it later and I want to go back and be like, actually, did I give that a, a fair shot, kind of like I did with Voltron? Or if I start thinking about it, like, actually, that's a good, a good uh, indication that I need to go back and stick with it because it it had something that uh, made me want to invest in it uh, subconsciously. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, if you're still kind of like thinking
0: about it, like there's something else that might be there. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, general thoughts on social media, and if you had to cut back one platform, what would it be? So for me, uh, the second part is easier because, like I said, I cut Facebook out completely years ago, even though I used to use it all the time in college and then early years after college, and I purposefully avoided like Instagram except for work purposes. The only real social media that I still interact with regularly is Twitter, and I've been kind of like cutting that back. I'm not, not going to get rid of it, but just kind of cutting back usage. And then I leave no- push notifications on there because... I love to get into conversations randomly on Twitter with people that I follow or in the network or interested in the podcast. Like I always leave those open so I can jump into conversations, even if I'm not regularly checking the timeline in the way that I used to. And then same here, um, general thoughts. I think like social media, just in general, it kind of takes too much up of our time, like it for everybody, just too much time and energy. We should all probably cut back, but also we're all guilty of it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, better than that like I need to do that too but I think everyone probably should the only thing that I'm really increased my usage on over time is Slack because I'm in a couple Slacks that are amazing and I just love the conversations on there and it's it's private. It's, you know, a walled garden where I can just kind of be myself and not feel like I'm performing or like in public in a way and that really appeals to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I feel the same way in general that you do. Like it takes up way too much time. It I've I've put on the screen time on my phone so that I can see how much I'm using, that kind of thing. And it's just too much. I mean, I don't use Facebook much. I use uh, the the pages for work. Uh, but in terms of using it personally, I try to keep it to a minimum because I don't actually like talking to people that I know. And I know that sounds strange, but it's like I tend to talk to them through Messenger or direct like direct means, if it's text or something like that. Uh, I talk to people I generally know like that. I don't really scroll through and see what's going on with people. People, I use my wife for that. She tells me what she sees on there. Um, But it's uh, like I'm on there so that she can tag me in things, and people can tag me and stuff, and show me stuff. Kind of the same way I use Twitter. It's like I keep notifications on so that I can talk with people when there's something going on uh, without missing it. Uh, But Twitter is about it for me. I sometimes throw something on Instagram, but I always want to try and. Don't like I don't get it. Like it's one of those where I understand it and I can appreciate what you do on there, but I'm not good at it. Like keeping up with the practice of it is just not for me. Um but Twitter I still love. I still really love Twitter and uh but I'm just trying not to spend as much time mindlessly scrolling. I want to I'm gonna I want to take my time and specifically use that time on twitter for instance i'll see something or ha- and have a conversation or okay i've got half an hour you know what i just want to see what people are up to on twitter rather than eh, i don't have anything better to do here's twitter and scroll like that i want it to be a mindful choice because we too often use it as those mindless time wasters and it becomes an actual waste at that point instead of something that we legitimately enjoy yeah so. well
0: said no i agree um Cool. Uh, I tried to get into the Clone Wars cartoon, but I couldn't stick with it. The Jar Jar episode was horrible. Is there yes. some? Yes,
1: they were. It was yeah. a three-parter. Yeah.
0: Why? I don't know. Um, is there some other way for me to try to get into the extended universe stuff if I generally don't care about Star Wars, or should I just assume it's not for me beyond the movies? So this is a really good question. I know this one came from Rob. I just because I I remember the question. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would maybe try so if if you're really trying like if you really want to give it a full go I would maybe try Star Wars video games at some point but it really seems like you've done your due diligence already and it might just be time to let go of it beyond the mainline movies like that, you know, maybe that's all for you. And that's totally fine. But I actually think that the Star Wars universe is an amazing universe for video games to be set in. It's just unfortunately been really underused in the last few years. Um, Like Knights of the Old Republic is still one of the best examples of them using it in a new and creative way. But that feels really dated at this point. I would not tell you to go play that game. I don't even know like which one I would tell you to play just as they finally get back around to making Star Wars video games that aren't just like battlefront you know if there's an actual star wars game with a story behind it then you might want to kind of like keep an eye out for that type of thing but beyond
1: that it sounds like you
0: tried and if it's not for you
1: it's not for you don't feel bad about it yeah i mean in terms of video games maybe the force unleashed maybe it was a maybe it was a ps3 era game um play the first one before you play the second one because the second one is worse than the first one just not bad um you can get it super cheap. Like, I loved that game. I haven't gone back and played it in a while, but it was the first one that made me feel like I was playing Star Wars uh, more than playing a cool game that was Star Wars. Um, you know, Knights of the Old Republic is fantastic, but you're right, it's very dated. Uh, I feel the same way about Shadows of the Empire for yeah, the uh, Nintendo point. 64. Like, great memories and great at what it is as an artifact. Maybe not the best for what, talking about Star Wars itself uh, to get you into it. In terms of TV, if you've tried Rebels, maybe that one would work for you. If Clone Wars doesn't, I don't know if Rebels will. I haven't seen the new one called Resistance, so I can't say anything about it at all. Um, Maybe some of the better books, like Ahsoka, The Ahsoka book is great. Um, It's a good book that, were it not Star Wars and were just a regular sci fi book, it would have been just as good. Um, And then maybe the original old. Uh, The original Zon trilogy, the first Star Wars books that were really written and published uh, that started with Heir to the Empire, if you can treat those like they were originally uh, written, like they were the sequels to the original trilogy, that this was what happened uh, in the years following... that may be something that can get you into them because I think they're legitimately good. Um, of course they're early nineties sci-fi, they're star Wars novels. I mean, they're not literature or anything, but the heir to the empire trilogy may be your best bet into books. If you ask me, I would maybe um, say even lost stars, lost stars is like my favorite
0: star Wars book at this point, And it's in the new Canon and it's, it's just really, really well done. And it ties into the movies, not directly but it's definitely a link throughout to all of the movies even though like the main characters of the book are not from the movies which i think actually benefits it a lot so if you've never tried a star wars book that's another one that you could go down that path
1: that's true I haven't read it I've started the audiobook of it and it's really well performed uh, it was one that I ended up like switching phones something happened that I didn't have it on my phone anymore uh, that's the reason I never finished it and since I know this is from Rob but just in general if you're thinking about that uh, looking at more of the expanded stuff look at the comics we've talked about this before but they're really good especially the ones they have right now the Darth Vader comics are great that's the one I would suggest starting with um, if you like anything about the rebels then uh the rebels tv show then the canaan comic was really good i know that uh has said the dr afra comic which is a spin-off of darth vader is good because she's a great character that would be my suggestions and if not i mean if you tried those like like he said you've done your due diligence you know what you don't like um maybe you don't like anything beyond the movies that's okay yeah that's totally fine
0: um okay what subscription services do we currently use? I thought this was a good question. Yeah. So for me, it is Netflix, uh, a few Patreons, if you consider those subscriptions and honestly, that's kind of it. Um, I was trying to think what else. I guess I have a couple others like Hulu, but that's really more for my wife. Like, I don't really use it most of the time. Um, and then I have a bunch of software licenses that I need to renew every year. But that's not I don't think that's what this question's asking. <laughs> so I'm not going to count that either. One of the Come things on, you got it, we subscribe to Snagit. Come on an Adobe <laughs> Creative Cloud. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. But I mean, I liberally cancel subscriptions when I stop using them, which is one of the things that frees me up to try new subscriptions or de- dip back into old ones whenever i feel the urge to because i don't have a ton of them that are hanging over me really it's just like netflix and a couple patreons so you know like i go back to marvel unlimited whenever i feel like oh i need to catch up on comics i'll pick up a month of that or like elder scrolls online that i did earlier this year or kind of any mmo that's out there um i want to try Crunchyroll at some point like i'm not going to hesitate to do that because i don't i'm not weighed down by all the subscriptions that i have which i think is something that works really well for me
1: and for us, I'm the same way about subscriptions like that. For games and things like that, I'll toss uh, 10 or $15 at a game when I know I'm going to play it for a while. If I want to, like ESO, like you said, I've done that. I threw 10 bucks at the PS4 version to get the Warden because I knew I was going to play it for a while. Um, that's fine um, because I'm not, you know, buying brand new games at that point being weighed down by other things but in general i've got netflix for the shows that i want to binge on and watch some of the movies uh we keep hulu because there are a few tv shows that are current that we uh keep up with uh, during the fall especially um because we don't have a major cable package or just just the Basic one to get uh, to get the uh, internet. Um, we have an Amazon Prime subscription that we keep, um, and we actually oh, use Prime Video that. a lot. Well, we use the video part of it a lot. That was uh, w- we specifically watch Prime Video a lot instead uh, with some of the originals and the stuff, movies and TV that's on Prime. Uh, because yeah, I mean it, we everybody uses it for their uh, for the shipping. Yeah, but I was going to say it's the, just
0: like a cost of living for me. Like I, we would not function as a household unit without Amazon Prime um, it's yeah. critical but it's for the shipping like the Amazon video is just a thing that sometimes I use but it's not why I have it.
1: Yeah I mean, it's one of our main ones we check to see if there are any new TV shows or whatever that we want on there um, I think we also have right now like a Beachbody on demand subscription uh, because Jennifer was doing the 21 day fix and I really need to do the P90X one again like it's a really good uh, really good service I like it um, when PlayStation decides they want to take my money and don't uh, don't block my account from giving them money. I keep a PS Plus membership uh, for cloud saves more than anything in the free monthly games. Um, there's a Black Friday deal that I'm actually going to grab from GameStop that's a $39 uh, card for a year, which is incredibly cheap for it. So that'll get us get us through ne- the next year really cheap. And right now I think I have a Discord Nitro subscription because I'm really vain and wanted a specific username um, since we have the Discord and everything for the for the network here. And uh, right now I've got Marvel Unlimited and I've been using it a lot, but it comes and goes depending on uh, how far I am in the subscriptions. Yeah. Um, or in the comics themselves. When, when, at what point I run out of comics to read that I'm interested in. Um, I don't think there are any more for me. If, I, if they are... I can't think of it. That makes sense, though. Uh, We're kind of in the
0: same boat. You have a couple more than me, but we're we're not that far off. We don't have a ton of them. Not really. Yeah. Um, Have you guys ever had any discussions, topic ideas, or creative projects that you wanted to do but might not be best suited for the podcast format? If so, how do you decide if it's something is good for a podcast format or what media format would be best suited for that creative project? I like this question a lot. So I decided that this would be the last one because I thought we could talk about it. (laughs) This could become an episode for us. Oh, yeah. So for me, um, I think I'm going to speak for both of us here a little bit up front because you and I talk about this kind of thing all the time. I think both of us have a ton of creative project ideas, but we only have limited time and energy and that we can like put into something consistently on a weekly basis on top of our 40 or more hour a week jobs. Um, you know, we try to sneak in some topics that we care about into this podcast that aren't necessarily like directly like geeky stuff related things like working styles, freelancing work in general, honestly, something along those lines about like work and the ways we work and everything that goes along with that, that could become its own podcast. If we had the time and energy, I know it could yep. because like just, ideas off the top of our heads, those always come up super easily.
1: And I had somebody on my I live stream for work and one of the the viewers actually said when they saw a passionate I got one day about talking about content creation, uh, they're like, you need to have your own content creation because I was talking about, to, about all this different stuff and I was like, man, if I had the time to do a YouTube channel on uh, specifically on content creation, that would be so much fun. Yeah. Like my teaching background would be so useful in doing that. Yep. I, I mean, I also s- suspect that
0: if we had more time and Energy, we could do a weekly star wars podcast um it would oh, just yeah. take some more upfront work on the topics like compared to what this show takes right now and then not to mention like all of the other back burner creative projects that i know both of us have that are separate from each other like not doing together um but the main thing i think that and you and i've talked about this i don't know how much we talked yeah. about it on air but we've both discovered over the past like 10 ish years of making things creatively like it's been that long that you and i have both been making things yeah. on the internet
1: which is crazy at this point crazy thinking about that yeah
0: but like in the last 10-ish year i know right i wrote that in here and i was like wow um oh my god it was 2008 when i started blogging i told you like one of the things that we've learned and take this and learn from it because it took us a long time to get here (laughs) a long time if you can't devote time to something weekly every single week it's just going to die before it goes anywhere that you actually want it to go and with that knowledge in mind um we're both super hesitant to start something that we don't have time to finish i think and again i'm speaking for both of both of us to jump in here when i'm done talking but oh yeah like that's one of those things that i think both of us have uh have just learned over time
1: and it's it's absolutely true that that you hear a lot in terms of blogging and and online creation and side hustles and and creative projects that content is everything and it's not uh you can as if you are consistent consistency is everything um my boss right now told me that one of the things that narrowed me down into the finalist for my position was seeing the 10 years of creation and being able to keep up with it consistently because it's hard to do um i have a lot of failed projects out there uh started podcasts that i wanted to do different blogs all these all these fantastic ideas but i can't do because i've let fail and i feel bad about because i should have known better because i did know better and ignored the experience that i had Um, at least weekly maybe even every month whatever schedule i wouldn't even say weekly if you have a regular schedule for it that you set out at the beginning make sure that you can keep that Whatever would, that is, I would keep even it up say, regularly, like
0: once a month is not enough. Like it, it seems no. like it might be, but it's not. I mean, uh, if you really stretch it, maybe every other week, like maybe you could make it work. But r- like weekly, weekly has been the key for everything that I've actually done and been consistent with like that. The number one thing that makes it yep. keep going is that the consistency week after week. Um, And yep. then as far as like, uh, how do we know the correct format for something? Honestly, like, I, I think both of us just kind of consume a lot of media and we use our best judgment. And then for me personally, I've worked in media and marketing for my entire career. So that probably
1: helps things yeah that probably helps a lot in terms of that um you know on my side on all of this like the the i have tons of creative ideas and one of them that's really been bouncing around in my head lately is if you have you ever seen the show comedians in cars getting coffee yeah it's like a jerry seinfeld thing like i want to do that but with like geeks doing like talking about really heavy important things while gaming together like overwatch or fallout 76 or something it's like talk like fragging people, but at the same time talking about really serious adult issues. And it's like, I want to do that. I've been bouncing it around in my head, but it would take a huge commitment to do something like that, Uh, which is the whole thing, like you said, don't have time to really set up something regular to do that. Um, And for me, keeping my sanity is far more important than having another project and being productive, which wasn't always the case. When I was diagnosed with bipolar 2, a big part of that is hypomania, um, which makes me go ultra productive um, and focus in on lots of different things, like get lots of different projects going at the same time, and then I'm working so hard to make sure that they're all going as well as they can, that I burn out on them. They all fail, then I get to depressed and so i'm trying very hard to be mindful of that now and i'm doing my best to stick to like this is the podcast that i do um and a couple other things now and then like i want to be able to expand what i do on this podcast because i'm still feeling like uh like i'm i still feel like there's more that we can do on this and that i would like to look into but i'm always afraid to take on anything else because of that so um it's like that it's a it's a balancing act for a lot of different reasons and, and a lot of different reasons on everybody's part too. Um, I mean, I know there are a lot that we could do um, on different platforms if we all had the time. And, you know, like you said, for the format, like you, yours was uh working in media for you know your whole career um some things was like trial and error like there are some things we've tried and we've been like oh this will be a great episode we can do this as a podcast we get 10 minutes in it's like oh i guess we didn't have anything to say that was not a good idea but this would have been a great idea to do as a youtube video where we could have had all of this it's like sometimes it's just trial and error and sometimes you know you have to cut stuff and like you know that uh this is a podcast and this is a a particular tone of podcasts we try to talk to a particular audience and sometimes we've had to completely scratch ideas that may be either too controversial or too political for the tone of what we're trying to do it may be the right format in terms of the podcast but it might be better even better on say youtube as a video or or maybe even a discussion on twitter to get going with people because a a podcast talking at people like this would not go over well based on those topics.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's one of those things, too, where, like, when we talk about, you know, we didn't mean to make a podcast network, we kind of stumbled into it, is it's turning more into we didn't mean to make, like, a media network, as we have other people that are interested in, like, blogging or streaming or YouTubing, and, like, I would love to kind of pull some more of that in and feature them, you know? Right. And one of the things with, like, our loosely affiliated network is, like, we just like to, like, boost each other and talk about each other and occasionally jump on each other's podcasts, but that's kind of... The core of what we do is right, bringing geeks together with other geeks, and I would love to do that for more formats. It just takes time that I don't have, but if we do have other people in the network that are interested in it, I would love to like start featuring that more as we go forward.
1: Yeah, that would be great. Like we're we're, every year we try to do something different. Like this is our third year of doing this. We're ending season three soon. Um, in the beginning of twenty nineteen, we'll start season four, which sounds absolutely insane for me to say out loud. And that's we always try to do something a little different, like I said, and and we may add like uh something like featuring uh different kinds of channels and content uh but we need to know what you guys like about that and just how much extra time stuff like that would take submissions I don't know but there's all these ideas like that's in in our head and in my head that I want to do but have to figure out which ones are realistic
0: oh yeah and I mean there's a ton of things that like if I had time like I could I could make a killer video series like I have two or three of them that like if I had the time to devote I know what I would want them to be and the problem is that I did it professionally so the quality that I'm okay with releasing is way too high to do casually and I don't have the time to devote to it that I need to I also know that like streaming is not for me like I'm I'm not going to do that I would love to have like streamers on the network I actually have a couple in mind that uh, we might be talking to here pretty soon again we're kind of thinking about next year and season four but I'm not going to be one of them like that's just not my strong suit Um, you guys don't see the prep that goes into the show but my half of the show notes are very prepared because I think about something for a whole week and by the time we get to podcast time I'm ready to talk about it because I've thought it through in my head but off the cuff I'm not the quite the same. I mean, it's not that I can't talk, but it, it's definitely a different tone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I like Off the Cuff. That's really where I shine. And I would like to be a, I would like to do uh, like live stream talk shows and things like that. Because, I mean, that's what I do on Friday afternoons for work, is I sit in front of a webcam and talk to people about WordPress. And I mean, that's something that I actually found out, speaking of this and that, when I was on my retreat in Spain, uh, the, the CEO and uh direct uh design lead we're talking about like sometimes they'll sit because th- they're two of the few people that actually are in the main office and they're like uh, you know i didn't think that we would be able to find somebody who uh could talk about wordpress by themselves for an hour but it's like yep bj can <laughs> and it's like and i can like that's yeah, the kind of thing can. that that i'm I don't want to say I'm good at it, but I'm capable of that. Uh, I would love to be able to add more to the network or something like that as a creative project, add uh, a geekery stream or whatever it is, even if it's not gaming, but these different platforms that right now are just out of the out of the equation because of time and, uh, you know. Like for me, making sure I'm, I keep everything in a, a nice controlled compartment. But um, yeah, time mainly time yeah. and effort among other things. Well, and
0: I, I would say another thing that really helps is that it, it, we do this together. This is something that yes. you and I both make, and we kind of there's no overt pressure to the other person like you have to be here because that's not how we are as people or as friends but it's like just knowing that like we're both going to show up at approximately the same time and place (laughs) every week sometimes it changes but um to, to like do this and like create this thing together that that goes such a long way towards making the consistency part of it, which I think is huge. Yeah,
1: it does. It's so much easier to do something consistently with someone who's relying on you and on whom you can rely than it is doing it solo much, much easier because I tend to personally just stop doing things. And I don't feel like doing them anymore unless there's something on the line. And it's like, I don't want to not do this. Like I enjoy this. I stop doing things I'd want to do and that I enjoy just because I don't feel like it sometimes. So having someone there to keep me accountable is is, is the main thing for me and being consistent
0: yeah that helps and just like i said setting aside the time every week that's like that's the biggest piece for me that i've found over time that makes a huge difference
1: yep there's a time we do this it's not like oh when can we do it this week it's like oh i don't have any time this week it's like nope at this time we do this it's like that is that is what we do we've done for years it's like well we've changed times but it's like this is the time we can do exactly okay let's do that cool um that's all the questions and
0: all the answers, apparently, for this week. Uh, I'm not going to go into the whole spiel about the network. You guys know all that. But I am going to ask for reviews because it's something we barely ever do. So this is why I don't do it very often, uh, because we actually like need you to do it when we do ask. So if you've been listening all year and you've noticed that we never ask for reviews, I, I saved it for now and probably, again, around our Christmas episodes. Please leave us a review on any platform, any platform at all. I mean, iTunes helps the most, but anything that you're listening to this in or Spotify or Google Play or Overcast, if you're like me, um, go on and leave a review if your app or platform lets
1: you at all. Do you have any other things to say about reviews? They help more than people who are not content creators may know. Uh, Reviews really are one of the things that people look at. Um, Whether you personally do or not uh, is one thing. And whether you believe what people say about them. You don't even have to say anything, by the way. A lot of times you can just leave a star review or something like that. Um, But that helps in the algorithms it helps people find us and it helps people uh, know which shows are actually worth giving their time to uh because when you have a certain number of people who have actually taken the time to do that it shows that there is something there um so we're hoping that since you're listening to this that you feel well enough to do that uh for us so it really does help uh almost more than anything else that we you could do is uh that weighs in tell a friend send a review.
0: Yeah, please do. And, you know, if you want to, I always encourage if you have a friend's device handy, just pick it up, go onto to iTunes, leave us a review on their account, too. It's not going to hurt anything. <laughs> That's true.
1: It That's is true. Uh, it's, it's not.
0: It's, it's, it's if you left a review a year or two ago and you can't leave another one because you already did. Now, you know, if you have a significant other's phone nearby, just grab that and help us out. Anyway, um, we'll probably ask for reviews one more time, maybe two before the end of the year, and then we'll be quiet about it again for another year because that's kind of the way we roll. That's it for this week. Uh, You can write to us with comments, suggestions, or feedback. Our email address is geek2geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at geek2geekcast. We also have longer discussion threads on our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash geek2geekcast.
1: And we have great discussions on Slack and Discord too, so go to discord.geek2geekcast.com or slackgeek to hang out with us. And remember, we are part of a network like we had talked about, so you can see all of the shows and everything that may be upcoming when it gets on there at geek I blog at agreenmushroom.com. You can find
0: me at GRN Mushroom. That's Green Mushroom without the E's on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beej, that's Beach with two E's, and I blog at geekfitness.net. We've been Void and Beej with your geek to geek podcast. That'll do it for this week. See you next week, geeks.
1: I guess it did have answers.
0: And remember, this week, keep it geek.